Pastors arrested for holding church services. Church attendees ticketed at drive-in church services. Pro-life counselors arrested or ticketed because governors consider their work non-essential. Christians are under fire on the home front. And a growing number of protests and rallies at state capitals show many Americans are growing restless and impatient, some even angry over the shutdown. So how should Christians respond during a time such as this? Well, joining us to share some thoughts is Dr. Richard Land. Dr. Land is president of the Southern Evangelical Seminary and executive editor of the Christian Post. He's an author, a radio host, adjunct professor, and is considered one of the most influential Christian leaders in America. Dr. Land, it's so good to have you with us. So this is a global pandemic. People in many nations are on lockdown. So how should Christians around the world respond to this? I expect that you see opportunity here in the midst of a crisis. Well, I do. Um, you know, I think that, that we, this is where the tension comes into play between um, being obedient to the civil magistrate for conscience sake, and at the same time, um, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar and unto the Lord that which is the Lord's, which is our ultimate obedience, and, and he's our ultimate authority. And uh, I think some of the governors have gone way too far. I, 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 I've been a little shocked, actually, at the authoritarian streak in some of our governors and some of our mayors and some of our sheriffs uh, in, in the way they've interpreted these orders in a very, as, as the attorney general said, in a very draconian manner. I think we should uh, certainly um, try to heed the government's admonitions to uh, have social distancing and to uh, not uh, needlessly expose other people or endanger other people. Um, but at the same time, you know, when you start trying to give tickets to people at, at, at drive-in church services where they're not even getting out of their cars, um, that's, that's way, way too far. Um, and, and I think that um, uh, we, we need to protest against that. And, and, and I, I'd say go to court. I think if we go to court, we'll win uh, because of the First Amendment, which says that we have a guaranteed right um, to worship and to assemble. What do you say to people who say that COVID-19 is God's judgment on a sinful world? Do you believe that or might it be something else? Well, I believe Romans chapter 11, where the apostle Paul tells us that, that uh, the ways of God are beyond our understanding and who can, who can know them. So it's way above my pay grade to say whether or not God allowed the uh, coronavirus uh, epidemic or pandemic in order as a judgment. Um, you know, if he did, that's his prerogative as God. But for us to ascribe that is way, way beyond our pay grade. Uh, what I can say is that, um, that as Christians, we can adopt the attitude of Joseph when uh, he was sold into slavery by his brothers, sold into Egypt. Uh, he said, you know, what you intended for evil, God redeemed and used for good. And he used it as a way to prepare um, a, a, a place for my people to be fed when they were in famine. So uh, Romans 8.28 tells us all things are being worked together for the good of those that love God and are the called according to his purposes. So, um, you know, we can, we can redeem this. Um, I, people have been shaken out of a false sense of security uh, in America about uh, where their security really comes from as they've lost their jobs and they've lost loved ones and they've gotten sick and they've, they're exposed to the danger of getting sick. Uh, Bible sales are up. Um, uh, worship attendance is up. Uh, I have several colleagues who tell me they have more people coming to the virtual services than ever came to the regular services in church. We saw that uh, after 9-11, did we not? 
Uh, Bibles were selling we out of bookstores. People were flocking into the churches. Then a few weeks later, everything went back to normal. So do you think we'll see revival this time or we'll be back to business as usual? Well, we don't know. I mean, this is more widespread. Um, this pandemic is going to cause more permanent change in American society than the 9-11 attacks did. Um, virtually everything has changed. First of all, um, the move from analog to digital in our society, which has been proceeding at a pretty rapid pace, is now in a dead sprint to the end. Um, you know, uh, retail stores are closing down and going bankrupt. Neiman Marcus is going bankrupt. And, and, and Amazon's hiring 150,000 workers. Um, the, in education where I am, it's, it's, it, it, it has completely supercharged what was already taking place. Um, you know, we, we are, we've been doing a lot of online and, and live streaming classes. And so we were prepared for it, but, um, and we're going to, we're going to embrace it because, um, students who, who had to go to high school online because the schools have been closed and their parents have been exposed to, to the, uh, remarkable opportunities of the internet. And they now are far more comfortable about what can be done, far more, uh, aware of what can be done online in the way we go to school, in the way we shop, in the way we interact with each other. Government's accepting homeschooling. So yeah. Oh, yeah. finally, it's hard to be salt and light when many people are still on lockdown and they have stay-at-home orders. So how can we Christians make a difference at this time? Well, you know, we can, first of all, they, they got a lot more time on their hands. We can reach them through the internet. We can reach them um, with messages. We can reach out to them if they are one of the at-risk groups. We can, do, we can come by and volunteer to go shopping for them. Uh, to pick up groceries for them. Um, you know, the, the, there are lots of things we can do um, to reach out and be salt and light. Um, and I think that's our, our responsibility and our obligation to do so, to, show, to do it because we love people, because Jesus loves them. We need to be doing everything we can to reach those people and tell them there is hope, and their hope's not to be found in their job. Their hope's not to be found in anything in this world. Their hope is to be found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's, that's the hope of the world forever. Okay, Dr. Richard Land, president of Southern Evangelical Seminary, we appreciate you. Thank you, sir, for your time and insights. Well, thank you, and thank you for your, your ministry and your witness to the gospel.